0: Hello, my name is Dr. Jacqueline, and I'm with DTP Leadership Group. This is Hot Topic Bold Talk. My podcast, 54, is one in which I'm going to talk about what concerns you may have as you listen to the various news about our country. there's so much conflict going on. And what I hope to do in this podcast is factually uh, provide you data that will help you to see the actions we can take uh, to take care of our United States, our country. So let me start out by introducing this podcast in this way. There are so many things that happen every day that concern me. I decided to choose a few to share with you in this podcast. I don't know what yours are, but these are mine, and my bet is they would be yours, too, if you know about some of them. I'm going to focus on the Southern Poverty Law Center, or SPLC, since uh, their time is spent protecting our democracy and the citizens of the United States. I've added a historical uh, article from the educators of the Encyclopedia Britannica to give the history that will then allow you to be clear about Republicans' actions that are evidence of Jim Crow laws of the past. So, let me begin with the first newsletter that I have from the Southern Poppy Law Center, or better known as SPLC, occurred on September 19th in 2023 at 3.03 p.m. And here's what they describe or the actions they are taking. This is a good example of a consistent legal action that they do in order to protect all of us. First is they are protecting voting rights. With nineteen currently active cases, the SPLC's voting rights team is working tirelessly to shut down a new wave of voter revers um suppression laws targeting blacks and brown voters in the Deep South. And of course, it's coming from Trump and mega support uh Republicans. Number two is eradicating poverty is something they work on. This year, the SPLC has expanded um, their fight to preserve historic uh, Black communities and prevent development that leads to displacement. And as I said, we are also successfully intervening to stop the jailing of people who couldn't pay their trash bills in Valley, Alabama. Number three, they are trying very hard through their actions of legal uh, cases they take to dis-incarcerate dis-inc- blacks and brown people. So they're doing everything they can to make certain rights recognized and making some changes around prisons. So they say our Mississippi Advocacy Institute offers policy education seminars so people are able to navigate the system, know their rights, and better advocate for themselves in the face of systemic discrimination. And we've just won an important court case to remove children from Louisiana's notorious Angola prison an adult maximum security uh, facility. And so there's a very important article around that and what they've done in Louisiana. Number four, they're dismantling white supremacy. Their tracking and exposing hate and extreme groups uh, remains a top priority for uh, the SPLC. Our reporting highlighted links between mainstream right-wing politicians and extremists at a recent Moms for Liberty uh, Summit. Number five, they're fighting back against hate. SPLC lawyers are constantly litigating a case, and one in particular which is challenging Florida's hateful don't Say Gay Law, which silences LGBTQ plus students and has served as a blueprint for legislators seeking to pass anti-LGBTQ plus legislation across the South. As they end this newsletter, they say, thank you for being there for SPLC and the communities we serve when we need you most. We know we can always count on you. So I'm really encouraging you, if you don't get the Southern Poverty Law Center newsletter, please start doing it. You're going to learn a lot, and you'll see the tremendous efforts they're making to protect our democracy and to keep citizens out of problems, um, or at least help them get out of those problems. Now I want to go to the Grand uh, Grandfather Clause first because it's the one that starts a lot of the Jim Crow laws and and the things that have happened. The Britannica article uh, is by Brian uh, Denon and has updated an article uh, his article by the uh, what was the editors of the Encyclopedia Botanica on uh, Grandfather's Clause. Now, Brian, uh, he's, he's done a lot of things to up, under, under, help us understand more the Grandfather uh, Clause. The Grandfather Clause was a statutory or constitutional, constitutional device enacted by seven southern states between 1805 and 1910 to deny suffrage to African Americans. It provided that those who had enjoyed the right to vote prior to 1866 or 1867 and their lineal descendants would be exempt from recently enacted educational property or tax requirements for voting. Because the former slaves had not been granted the franchise until the adoption of the 15th Amendment in 1970. Those clauses worked effectively to exclude black people from the vote, but assured the franchise to many impoverished and illiterate whites. Although the U.S. Supreme Court declared in 1915 that the grandfather clause was unconstitutional because it violated equal voting rights guaranteed by the 15th Amendment, It was not until President Lyndon Baines Johnson introduced the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that Congress was able to put an end to the discriminatory practices. With the the passage of the Voting uh, Rights Act, the 15th Amendment was finally enforceable because they had provisions in it that had consequences for states. Uh, that we're trying to suppress, the rights of uh, Blacks are Browns from uh, voting. Now, let me give you some examples, and here's another one from the Southern Poverty Law Center's newsletter on September twelfth, twenty 2023, at 1141 a.m. They're going to take us back in history, and then they're going to tell us what the impact is today. If you were living in Alabama in the early 1960s and wanted to vote, you first had to answer some very difficult questions. At least if you were black, you did. Before you could even register to vote, you had to pass a literacy test, which typically included many questions about the law and government and was administered and evaluated by white election uh, officials. While white applicants always seemed to get the easiest questions, or perhaps even none, black applicants got the hardest. When a Duke professor sent four questions from an Alabama literacy test to every constitutional law professor in the country in 1965, and he asked them for their impromptu answers, seventy percent of the responses from the constitutional law professors were wrong. So literacy tests were one of the most effective ways the white power structure in Alabama and across the Deep South kept black voters from voting. Today, the SPLC is leading the fight against a new wave of modern-day Jim Crow laws. When the Voting Rights Act of 1965 passed, it ended moral and legal atrocities like literacy tests, poll taxes, and property ownership requirements, and for nearly 50 years stood as a as a crowning achievement of American democracy. But in 2013, The Supreme Court issued a five to four decision to overturn critical provisions of the Voting Rights Act, paving the way for states to enact a new wave of voter suppression laws. Today in the Deep South, conservative legislatures in power work overtime to disenfranchise voters, making it harder for black and brown people to elect candidates of their choice. They are imposing harsh voter identification laws requiring returning citizens to pay all legal fees before registering, restricting alternative voting methods, particularly voting by mail, and that's happening in Texas right now. We're having fights about it, that have have historically expanded access to the ballot and uh recusing or even eliminating the uh the availability of drop boxes. So they're eliminating the very things that will help people vote, which to me is a very clear action against our democracy. And with all that is at stake, the SPL says, We must stand up in the face of injustice and fight back against the racist systems that continue harming our communities. In response to the increased attacks on our democracy, we are working to defend the rights on three fronts, and here's what they are doing. Restoring the full power of the Voting Rights Act. We will continue to press Congress to pass the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act which will restore the full power of the Voting Rights Act, preventing states from passing anti-voter laws in the Deep South, but it also is in the Midwest as well. Incre- another thing is they are increasing voter participation. We are conducting voter registration and mobilization campaigns to ensure that voters have their voice heard in local, state, and federal elections. In our Vote Your Voice project, we are partnering with a growing network of nonprofits and community organizations across the Deep South on creative and diverse voter outreach efforts over the next 10 years. And another one they're doing is removing barriers to, to the ballot. We're expanding access to the ballot by fighting felony disenfranchisement laws and economic barriers to the vote like a requirement to pay off legal financial obligations as a precondition to voting. They say, and I think this is very true, we cannot afford to go back to the dangers of the 1960s. Style literacy tests and poll tests and other barriers designed to keep black and brown people out of the voting uh, booths. The SPLC is asking all of us to be bold about supporting their voting rights action plan that may mean donating money to the Southern Poverty Law Center and also standing firm against any state limiting the rights of people to vote. Another newsletter of theirs is about public school education and providing all students quality education. The Southern Poverty Law Center's newsletter on August 31st of 2023 at 1.22 p.m. addressed, uh, committed that over the last year, Florida has led the effort to isolate, censor, stigmatize, or discriminate against public school students. As the new school year begins, we cannot lose sight of the importance of providing a quality education to all students that uh, cultivates respect, inclusionality, and diversity. So we need to have this inclusion of these uh, young people, and it is not happening in Florida, and there are limitations in other states as well. Our Learning for Justice program, which is the Southern Poverty Laws program, our Learning for Justice program works to push back against the states mandating censorship in public schools. Florida is becoming a model for other states to target the woke ideologies they claim impede student success. While other states have not gone as far as Florida, we are beginning to see trends across the Deep South. From don't say gay to banning the advanced placement African American Studies curriculum, there are many battles to take on, which they do on a daily basis. Book banning, which which have received a lot of attention in the last four years, they say, continues to make headlines on a national scale. The number of BIC's channels for removal increased exponentially to 40% in 2022, further pushing an agenda to censor education and perpetuate hate, extremism, and white supremacy. And they continue with their comments and say, our teachers and students deserve an environment free of fear tactics used to silence black and brown voices and lgbtq plus youth learning for justice their lfj that's what it stands for learning for justice works with education to provide educational materials that combat hate and uplift diversity equity and inclusion the future of public education is at risk and we cannot afford to fail our students again. The LFJ, the Learning for Justice program, works diligently to ensure educators have the resources necessary to be successful in the classroom and beyond. We sustain collaborations with community leaders promoting leadership and build collective power to take action, all free of charge. More than ever, our efforts to dismantle white supremacy systems are critical. So I want to conclude this podcast with the following. The protection of voter rights for all who live in the United States is a priority with many other issues. Eradicating poverty, determining what is happening in our justice system that incarcerates more blacks and browns people than white fighting against white supremacy and fighting against hate i've given you several podcasts that show how the current supreme court has impacted the voting rights act of 1965 which prevented states from uh, from passing anti-voter laws in the deep south but it's all we have a problem in the midwest I've even given you both historical and current-day examples of how Republicans are systematically doing everything they can to return to white domination and eliminate the rights of many black and brown people to vote. This is truly appalling to me, since I remember when this, uh, when the Voting Rights Act was passed and the consequences that were placed in that act to hold states responsible for establishing a resp- a reasonable and systematic way for all people in the United States to vote. We must stand firm against Trump and mega-Republicans attacking our right to vote and support organizations like the Southern Poverty Law Center to utilize legal systems to keep the actions of Republicans to suppress the right to vote. Now, here in Texas, we have a governor that is bent on passing the school vouchers to help him create schools where he can indoctrinate students in extreme conservative and religious views. He also wants to use the vouchers to take away money from our public schools. Every student needs the right to have a a free education. It is up to us to stop these actions of discrimination now. Mothers Against Abbott, who have supporters from the Democratic Party as well as Republican Party, as well as other organizations, are organizing marches and many actions they will take to stop Abbott's attempts to implement school vouchers. We know he has been on destroying public schools in our state. He asked ministers throughout the state to support him, and they have refused to speak to their congregation and will not support him, which I'm very pleased to hear about. So these are some of the things I'm concerned about, but I, I wanted you to see also the actions that are being taken to try to stop some of the insanity that's going on. And I'm going to do my best to continue to show you where actions are being taken, how they're being done, so you'll be well-educated, so you can stand firm for our democracy in equity for all human beings.